New Bridge broadcasts with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol Office, near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville. If you're physically able, would you please stand, turn to one very familiar verse of Scripture. This is kind of the hopping off place uh, this morning. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. You can probably quote it, but without even turning to it. Uh, but I, I really just need you. The Lord's troubled my heart this week about what's been going on and how in the world anybody in their right mind can sanction and go along with the killing of little innocent babies in a horrible way. And yet we've got people that will stand up and support that. Oh, my goodness. How demonic can you be? But let, let's read the word of God. And as it is appointed unto men, and that word men there, he's talking about mankind, men and women, boys and girls, wants to die, but after this, the judgment. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of God. The thought is basically this, resurrection and judgment. Resurrection and judgment. We begin uh, and look at the resurrection of sinners unto retribution in a horrible place called hell. Did you get that? There is a resurrection of the sinner, of the lost, unto retribution into a horrible place called hell. Now, Turn with me to the book of uh, Revelation, chapter number 20, for just a moment. And we want you to see uh, here what's taking place. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Let me just say this, as we're getting ready to look there. The Bible talks about seven major judgments. There is the judgment of Christ on the cross of Calvary for our sins. See, our sins, was just, for the wages of sin is death. There has to be a sacrifice. There has to be something there to pay the price. Jesus Christ paid that price. John 1, 29, Acts 20, 28, Romans 3, 1 Corinthians 15, 2 Corinthians 5, Galatians 1, Titus 2, all this. Judgment of Christ for our sins. And aren't you glad he was willing to pay the price? Let me say, secondly, uh, there there's the judgment of the believer's sins, as we did last Sunday, the communion. You and I are to bring ourselves under judgment and look and see if there's unconfessed sin in our life. Then there's the judgment seat of Christ. And we'll get back to that uh, here in just a little bit. Many scriptures, Romans 14, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 9, 2 Corinthians 5, 10, Ephesians 6, 8. The judgment seat of Christ. This is the judgment place for all of those that have been saved and born again. Okay? There's the judgment of Israel. Ezekiel 20, verses 30 through 38. Matthew 24. Matthew 25 brings out the judgment of Israel. 
I want to stop right here and just make a quick statement. Again, I'm getting probably a little bit ahead. I'm just trying to let the Holy Spirit of God lead this morning. God is not through with the nation Israel. And let me make something very clear. The church has not replaced Israel. They are promises that were made to Israel that God is going to keep. And there's promises God has made to the church he is going to keep. But they are not the same. And God is not through with this. Paul, you read Romans 9, 10, and 11, and over and over, Paul makes this clear that God is not through with Israel. The church is that wild branch that's been drafted, grafted, grafted in. But I'm going to tell you what, when the church is gone, God's attention is going to go to Israel in this world. I heard a statement this week. Uh, someone made to me, my brother in Florida is supposed to be a big Christian, and, and she said that Israel has no right to retaliate, that they have brought all this on themselves. And she said, by the way, it was Israel that uh, killed Jesus. And the only, re the only thing I can think of is she must have in mind that the church has replaced Israel and God is through with Israel is the only way you could take that kind of view. But I'm going to tell you, that is not scriptural. It's not truth. God has, by the way, we're going to get in, into that here in just a moment. God has made some covenants that he's going to keep. All right? So anyway, we got to the judgment of Israel. Israel's going to be judged and aren't being judged. By the way, when they said, let his blood be upon us and upon our children's children, it has been. And it will continue to be until the literal second coming. Amen. All right. Then there's a judgment of nations found in Matthew 25, in Revelation 18 and 19, and then Revelation 20. The judgment of nations. The nations are going to be judged. I'm going to tell you what, there ain't nobody going to escape judgment. Then there's a judgment of Satan and the fallen angels. Matthew 25, 41, John 16, 11, 2 Peter 2, 4, Jude 6, verse 6, Revelation 12, verses 7 through 9, and Revelation 20, verses 1 through 3, and 7 through 10. Uh, listen, Satan has been judged, and the fallen angel is going to be judged. Judgment is coming upon them. And then there's the great... Uh, uh, the, great white throne of judgment and that's, I want to read that right here in Revelation chapter 20 verse 11 and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them and I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. <clears throat> and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, let me just clarify some things right quick. This is the judgment that's fallen upon the lost, the unsaved world, the unsaved souls. 
what's already taken place. I believe the word of God bears it out very plain. There is the church going to be raptured out. We find that in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, the church, there were seven literal churches. We find that in chapter number 4, the church is gone off the scene and the church is in heaven. And you don't see the church anymore on earth until we come back with Jesus. During that time between uh, the seven-year tribulation, somewhere at the judgment seat of Christ is going to take place. And we that have been saved are going to be judged for our works, not for our sins, because Christ took care of those. But we're, our works are going to be judged. Well, here in Revelation chapter 20, this is not to determine whether they're going to go to hell or not, or whether they're going to be cast into the lake of fire or not, because that's already been decided when they rejected Jesus Christ as their Savior. But I'm going to tell you, what is being pointed out here is they're going to be judged based upon their works. Now, I want you to follow me for just a second. Somebody asked me last week, do I believe in degrees of hell? I'm going to say, yes, I do, and I believe the Bible backs it up. You take somebody that maybe, let, let's take a good man that is good to his family and he works hard all his life, but he rejects Jesus Christ. He's going to go to, the, he's going to, go to hell, isn't he? Why? Because he's not born again. He was a good man. I, I think about, and I, and I don't know where Michael Landon was saved or not, but he did do a lot of good family shows. He did a lot of good things, even though he did a few bad things. But, but it, that's not going to send him to heaven. But think about that. If he died without Jesus Christ, he's been in hell since 1991. You take Hamas, and you take those bloody butchers that went over there and cut the baby's heads off, made the parents watch, then killed the parents, went in and killed all those that were at that concert or whatever, have taken hostages, and have been such bloody butchers. You can't tell me that hell is not going to be hotter and worse on them than it would be on somebody that, that lived a good life. Back it up, preacher. Right here it is. He said they're going to be judged based on their works now why if hell is just hell you follow me if hell is just hell why judge their works why because the thing that sent them to hell was the rejection of Jesus Christ I believe that it, they're being judged because it's going to determine the degree of torment that they're going to be in in a horrible place called hell I'm going to tell you what, Hamas will not go unjudged. They may escape it here, but I'm telling you what, they're coming a day, hell's going to be hot, and it's going to be torment. Folks, I'm just, I'm telling you, this, this is the word of God. I, and all of those that support this, they cannot know Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, they cannot know Jesus. They can't know the same Savior and Lord that I know. And folks, I'm going to tell you what. I'm afraid hell's waiting on them. And oh, listen, I, I'm telling you what. There's going to be a resurrection of the lost one these days. 
and they're going to stand here at the great white throne of judgment. They're going to be judged, and they're going to be cast into a horrible place called hell. Now, I want you to think about something. Maybe if you're still tuning in, you may have done left me. You may not like what I've got to say. You may have done left me. I hope you're still with me. For those of you that are sitting here today, if any of you are lost and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and you die in that condition, you will go to a horrible place called hell. But could you imagine spending eternity with bloody butchers like we saw this past week? Could you imagine spending eternity in, with Hitler and, and all those? Can you imagine going to a place and having spent eternity? I want to, that'd be torment in itself, wouldn't it? I want to tell you what. There is a resurrection of the sinner unto retribution into a horrible place called hell. They have not escaped. They will not escape. And judgment will come. Now let me say this. You say, boy, preacher, that's been hard. But it's been truth. It's been truth. Now, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the resurrection and rapture of the saints under rejoicing in heaven. Uh, turn with me to a very familiar scripture. First Thessalonians chapter number 4. We all know this. I don't know. I've probably used it 102 times. So here's 103, all right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I love this. I love to read this. I love to think about this. He said, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. We should think about it, shouldn't we? Now, Paul, here he's addressing something. In the church of Thessalonica, some of them had stirred up the question and saying that uh, those that died was going to miss out on the millennial. Those that had died were going to miss out on all of that and maybe miss out on, on, the, on the Lord coming. And, all. and Paul said, now, whoa, just a minute. Let, let, let's set the record straight. Let's just set it straight. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep. And again, let me stop right there. Paul is not talking about soul sleeping. For he said in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, For a child of God, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I firmly believe uh, uh, there uh, Saturday before last, and that uh, Saturday morning, Sister Satterfield left that old tabernacle she'd used for 91 years, and her soul and spirit went immediately into the presence of the Lord. That's what the Bible teaches. So what sleeps? This old body. This old body. So Paul said, hey, listen. Hey. Sister Lawson left that one of 97 years, didn't she? And went right in the presence. Hey, praise God. Hey, <clears throat> that you saw or not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. How many of you believe that this morning? How many of you believe Jesus died and rose again? Hey, Amen, I do. I tell you what. Hey, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Did you get that? Will he bring with him? <laughs> it's coming today. What would be a good day is old you say wouldn't be, take a heavenly flight, wouldn't you? Just go, out, go on out of here. But when Jesus comes back, those souls and spirits, can you imagine out there the soul and spirit of Sister Southfield, Sister Lawson, and all of our loved ones has coming back, a new glorified body's coming up, 
of that soul and spirit's going into that new glorified body. Hey, listen, and we're going to be changed in a moment. Praise God, I don't know about you. That's enough to make us want to shout, ain't it? Hey, oh, listen. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I want you to get this. This is very important. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. In Christ. Anytime you read the epistles of Paul, he uses the term in Christ. He's talking about the saints of God. This is not a general resurrection. Paul narrows it down to, to it's the saints. The saints. Oh me. For the Lord shall send from heaven with the shout of the voice of the archangel with the trump of God and dead Christ shall rise first. Then we. See, Paul said, man, I'm looking for him in my lifetime. Then we which are alive. Who's the, who's the we? The church. The saints. Paul's not. Listen, he's narrowed this down. Hey, listen. Then we which are alive and remain shall be What? Caught up. This is where we get the word rapture. Rapturio. The Latin word. Hey, shall be caught up. Now, I, I want to stop right here. Lots of times I get criticized for being a, a, a premillennialist, and, and that's fine. And I'm not trying to straighten nobody out that's an amillennialist or postmillennialist, whatever. That's the Lord's job. That's the, that's the Holy Spirit's work, not mine. But I'm just trying to warn people, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. Just trying to warn people what's going to take place when this church is, when we're gone. This is not going, you don't want to be here. You do not want to be here. But I love this. He said, what, uh, caught up. This is where, and by the way, you say the word rapture is not in here. Here's the meaning of it. How many of you believe in demons? Not everybody believes in demons. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm telling you, I believe in them. Amen. I challenge you, go in your King James Version of the Bible and find the word demon. Find the word demon. If you find it, bring it to me. I've overlooked it over all these years. I don't believe it's there. It calls them devils. Does that, because the Bible doesn't call them demons, does that not mean they don't exist? They do. And just because it doesn't use the exact word rapture doesn't mean there's not a rapture, okay? The meaning of the word rapture is right here, caught up, right? Devils or the demons in the word of God. You see what I'm saying? You can take and twist things all you want to. But listen, the word of God is the word of God, amen? Hey, we're going to be caught up together. I, I, <laughs> I, that excites me. I don't know Caught up together with who? With them. Who's the them? The saints that have already went on. They, their souls and spirit come with Jesus. They've hit that new glorified body. You and I are going to be changed and put on our glorified bodies. And what are we going to do? We're going to be in, uh, meet them in the cloud uh, together 
went together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord where? In the air. It doesn't say we're going to meet him here. We're fixing to go to Zechariah here in just a second. I won't have, I, 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 man, I'm going to tell you what. It doesn't say we're going to meet him here, does it? Where are we going to meet him? In the air. In the air. All right. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I don't know about you, but that is a comfort, isn't it? It's a comfort. Hey, so we see the resurrection, and we see the rapture of the saints here. And what are we going to do when we meet the Lord? I'm going to tell you what. We're going to, hey, we're going to rejoice, aren't we? When we see our loved ones, I don't, listen, something's wrong with you if you're not going to rejoice over meeting your loved ones in the air. But I'm going to tell you what, we're going to rejoice. Oh, maybe we're going into heaven, into a wonderful place of rejoicing and going to be with the Lord forever and ever and ever. Amen? Now, I want to clarify something on the resurrections right quick. Some say there's just one general resurrection. Well, we've got a problem if that's the case. You and I have done been left out. We're stuck. Hey, there's a resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? He rose from the dead. Put in that tomb. Three days later, he's gone. He rose. He appeared for some 40 days. Got eyewitness accounts. And then he ascended up to heaven. Then there's the token resurrection of some of the saints. Matthew 27. Did you know when he rose? There were some saints that arose. So there was a resurrection. If there's just one resurrection, are we not in trouble? Then, let me say, there's the resurrection at the rapture. And 1 Corinthians 15 also bears that out. Let me go on and say this. There are going to be the resurrection of the two witnesses in Revelation 11. Can you just imagine? There's these two witnesses and the whole world hates them. And, uh, they're, and uh, they're preaching and telling folks about how, how God and how God's going to bring judgment and all that. And they're slain. Now get this. They are slain and left on the streets. And they're going to be left there to say, Hey, this is an example of what's going to happen to you if you dare speak such. And the world's going to rejoice, it says. And folks say they, they're going to see it. Well, you say, how can the whole world see it? I'm going to tell you what, 20 years ago, we might have doubted how the world may be. But I'm going to tell you what, we can pull up right here and see things all the way around the world, can't we? Well, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. They're going to lie for three days. And then all of a sudden, they're going to rise up. <laughs> they're going to... Have a resurrection. And the whole world's going to see that. And I'm going to tell you what, I believe they're going to be a little shaking in some boots when they see that. So these two witnesses, hey, there's going to be a resurrection there. Oh, then there's the resurrection of the Old Testament saints. Isaiah 26 talks about Ezekiel 37, Daniel 12. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know exactly when that's going to take place, but it's going to take place. There's a resurrection of the tribulation saints in Revelation 20. That's going to take place. So if there's just one general resurrection, 
I mean, good night. We're, we're in trouble, aren't we? And then there's a resurrection of the wicked death, dead, which we just talked about. All the, these are your major resurrections, and I give you the major divine judgments that the Word of God speaks about. You and I, as born-again believers, are going out of here in the rapture, praise God. We're going out of here. Hmm. How close are we? I'm going to do this right quick. I don't know what time it is, but I, let me just give you a little bit more, and I'll, I'll try to hush. The Holy Spirit will let me. The reality of anti-Semitism. That's the third point. The reality of anti-Semitism. What is that? It's the prejudice and discrimination against the Jew and the Jewish nation. It's on the rise, folks. On the rise. Well, Turn with me to the book of Zechariah, Old Testament book here. 14, Zechariah 14. Verse number one, behold, the day of the Lord cometh. I'm going to tell you what. The day of the Lord doth come. The seven year tribulation is coming. And thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. And the city shall be taken. And the houses rifled. In other words, desolate. And the women ravished, and half of this city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave, in the midst thereof, toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a great valley, and half of the mountain shall be moved toward the north, and the half toward the south. I'm going to stop right there for just a moment. Where did the Lord Jesus Christ ascend up at? Mount of Olives. Where is he going to literally come back and put his feet on earth? In the Mount of Olives. Is this the rapture? No. This is the return. This is when we come back with him. But I want you to see what he says here. He says, I'm going to gather all nations against Jerusalem. And all, in other words, uh, there the majority of the world's nations, and we do know out of Matthew 25, there will be some that will try to help Israel. But he's saying here, the world's nations are going to come against Israel. Okay. Now, let me let me share something with you, and I'm gonna come back to this, and then, and then we're gonna close out. Go with me to, to Genesis chapter twelve, right quick. Genesis chapter twelve, and 
let's just read, start with verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Where is that land? Palestine, Israel. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. I want you to get this. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now all the families of the earth are blessed through Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, through David, through Jesus Christ. How are all we blessed? It's through Jesus Christ. Okay? From the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But I want you to see he made the Abrahamic covenant right here. And by the way, that covenant that God makes, uh, there's a covenant, an agreement he makes between God and man. They are some that are conditional. The Mosaic covenant. God says, if you will, I will. But I'm going to tell you what, the Abrahamic covenant, uh, there is an unconditional covenant. You say, why is that important? That means it don't ever end. That means it's alive today. It has not stopped. And it will not stop. The David, Davidic covenant, that's a tongue twister. It's an unconditional covenant. We will conclude this message on the Heavenly Manor with Milton Harris. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville, Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville, Gainesville.